Green, and welcome to Being a Leader Radio. There we go. Well, good evening, and welcome to Being a Leader, live with Brenda Baird, a radio show about leadership. Whether you're a first-time manager, a seasoned executive, or simply exploring the art of self-mastery, this show will get you thinking about the essential skills a leader must master. You know, my philosophy is that we are all leaders somewhere in our life, and certainly we are the leaders of our own life. So sit back, relax, grab your notepad, because this is the show for you. I'm your host, Brenda Baird, a certified professional coach and energy leadership index master practitioner. Each episode of Being a Leader draws on my 35 plus years of experience integrating self-awareness to build careers, build better teams, and to lead people to take action. Coupled with my life experience, I share the principles I've studied from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching and the Core Energy Coaching Philosophy. The show offers practical advice, personal coaching, and creative new ways of thinking about common leadership challenges. The show is live, and listeners are encouraged to call in on the air. So if you would like to ask a question, share a story, or even just make a comment, here's the number to call, 646-716-9397. Just press 1 to get in the queue, and we'll take the calls in the order in which they come. Now, if you're not able to call, you can also send your questions to Brenda at BrendaBairdCoaching.com. Okay, tonight's topic is gremlin energy. And to help me lead in this discussion, I have a very special guest with us tonight, Tracy McDonald with Tracy Mac Coaching. So welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you, Brenda. I am really excited to be here tonight. Ah, We're so glad you could be here. Well, like me, Tracy specializes in energy leadership coaching. She partners with professionals and business leaders to equip them with a high level of self-awareness, communication, and emotional intelligence. Tracy is also a certified professional coach, Energy Leadership Index Master Practitioner, and a licensed practitioner of neuro-linguistics programming. So I have had the privilege of experiencing my coach training in Miami with Tracy, and she is an especially positive person, and I have learned so much from being uh, with her and through training and being her friend. So I'm so glad that you could join us on the show tonight, Tracy. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you so much. And the feelings are quite mutual. <laughs> well, Tracy, before we get started on our discussion, I wonder if you could share with our listeners tonight something that is mentioned in your bio. You say that your own personal journey in self-awareness has really opened your eyes to how communicating with ourselves can really determine a life of freedom versus a life of struggle. And so I wonder if you would share for us a little bit about how that actually occurred for you, how you gained that self-awareness and a, a little bit more about what that journey meant to you. 
Great question, Brenda. Um, so the journey in self-awareness for me, well, actually, you know what, this took place probably um, about 18 years ago. My previous career was a dental hygienist. And uh, we actually had a consulting group come in at the time, and one of the things that she talked about was that how everyone had different perceptions and different thoughts. And that was such a new concept to me. And, you know, for some reason I thought we all kind of at least had the same thought process. I know we all made different decisions. Um, So that kind of put me on that um, wanting to gain the knowledge in a self-awareness. You know, I couldn't get enough books. I just really, truly enjoyed it. And I remember this one particular book about self-awareness uh, I was reading, and this kind of goes right into basically what we're talking about tonight. It was saying that, you know, really be conscious of your thoughts, be conscious of that little inner voice. And I remember thinking, well, I don't have uh, inner voice. And then the next line was, and if you said you don't have an inner voice, that's the voice. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, that, this is what it is. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> right? So it was It was really yeah. funny, right, to actually then start to observe the thoughts and then really start to observe the emotions. And what mm-hmm. actually came out of that was, quite surprising some of those messages which we're going to further discuss tonight and how some of them can really be a detractor of your energy and how some of them can really accelerate you forward. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really funny, too, how sometimes in our lives we can hear certain messages like the consultant who comes in to your business, and we hear it one time, and uh, sometimes it doesn't stick. Sometimes we have to hear it multiple times, and that really has been the case for me. I have been hearing these messages of self-awareness and the inner critic and your thoughts, you know, can drive your emotions, which then drive your behaviors, but it really wasn't until our IPEC training in 2014 that it really um, bonked me upside the head, (laughs) and I really got to put all those pieces together, a lifetime of experiences and, and actually did feel some of that relief that you mentioned about choosing a life of freedom versus a life of struggle. And, and to really recognize that we actually, or I actually um, chose that life of struggle. And I know that sounds strange for some people to hear, but that really is the case. We perception is everything. And we get to choose at every moment how we want to show up and uh, how we're going to react to certain situations. So thank you for, for sharing that. Um, it's always inspiring to hear from you. I really couldn't think of anyone more positive than you uh, in my life. So thank you for that. And you know what, I I loved how you said that about um, perceptions, and it's it's so true. It's how we label things, and it's how we learn um, from the things that, you know, can totally throw us a curveball. You know, how we label it, how we learn from it, how we view it exactly is, again, comes back to, you know, the areas of struggle versus the areas of freedom. Totally. Mm -hmm. You're totally right on that. Yeah, and it is really like the pulling back of layers, and and you can't really do all of it at one time. All the inner work of all the 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 things and experiences 
experiences and emotions we feel, you know, you, you do peel them back in certain layers. And sometimes it takes a bit to get to the point where you can really feel the freedom. But boy, when you get there, it's, um, it's really a, a wonderful blessing to be able to choose. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what, Brenda? I mean, I've been doing um, this work for quite a long time, and there's still always layers. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's always still yeah. those things that come up, and it's like, oh, right? But that's the beauty of growing and doing the inner work because it's getting to know yourself at such a deep level, and mm-hmm. it is a beautiful thing. And I think if it's one of those places like, oh, I'm here, then what's left, right? It's kind of yeah. – it's about enjoying the journey and enjoying everything and every moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it does get easier, I think, in time, too, to keep peeling it back. I, you know, you kind of have your tools in place and your your understandings and knowledge that you didn't have at the beginning. So. Um, oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. You're totally (laughs) bang on there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, listen, if you have a a question for Tracy, or perhaps even maybe you'd like to share your story, please be sure to give us a call here on the air. The number is 646-716-9397. Press 1 to get in the queue, or remember you can send questions to Brenda at BrendaBairdCoaching.com. Okay, so tonight's topic is gremlin energy. And I recently read a, reread a book by uh, Rick Carson titled, titled Taming Your Gremlin. And I tell you, Tracy, he describes gremlin energy as the narrator in our head. And he goes on to say that the gremlin has influenced us since we came into the world and it will accompany us throughout our entire existence. And when I read those few sentences, I have to tell you, Tracy, it, it almost sounded like a, a, a death sentence or a, some sort of a terminal <laughs> diagnosis to me, this, this thought of what the ground is, what it represents, and how it is you know, with us. So I wonder, would you, would you for a second just give us what you, how you would describe gremlin energy? Oh, absolutely. So how... I would describe um, gremlin energy, and you're, that was pretty much bang on. Uh, I describe it as an, an inner critic, uh, the self-sabotager. It can really be disguised as fear or caution or doubt, even worry. And the message it really gives is when you boil down to it, you're just not good enough in one way or another. And, I mean, that message can come in uh, different ways. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. That harsh, critical judgment. And the thing to realize is that we all have it, right? We all have Mm. that gremlin energy. And it can be disguised in so many ways. And that's the main thing to remember is that it can thrive on fear, right? Mm. And, again, that we're not alone, That's one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years is that we all have some form of it. Yes. Yeah, the gremlin gremlin energy really is with us. We wake up with it in the morning. We go to sleep with it at night. It tells us who we are. It tells us who we are in the world. Um, It can define and sort of interpret almost every experience that we have. Really, it really is when we allow it to live inside of us, it really convinces us 
that we should accept its interpretation of what reality is. And um, it gives way and sort of squelches our vibrant, authentic self. And I, I envision it, you know, just it has a chokehold on our natural, true self. Um, so it's not the most positive of things um, to talk about, but it exists in all of us, like you said. And on some of our past shows, we actually discussed the, the big four energy blocks. And we have talked about the things that sort of get in our way of achieving what we really want to achieve in life. Um, in some of those conversations, we've talked about the causes of why we do that. And really, those four energy blocks are the things that keep us stuck in places that prevent us from doing the extraordinary things in life, I should say. So we first looked at limiting beliefs. You know, those are the beliefs or thoughts that you accept about life, about yourself, about the world, or about the people in it. And it limits you in some way. Uh, things like uh, a timely thing would be that a woman could never be president of the United States because she is a woman. Uh, or that men don't make good fathers because women are more nurturing. So some of these real limiting beliefs can really get in the way of us uh, living a full life and a life where we're really ready to sort of step into our um, authentic self. The second thing we talked about was assumptions, and that's the expectations that because something has happened in the past, that it'll happen again. And uh, that is something that, that personally plagues me. Once it happens to me once, I think, oh my gosh, it's likely to happen again, even though there's no evidence of that. And then the third one is interpretation. And this is our opinions and judgments that we create about events, situations, people, or experiences, and we believe them to be true, even though they're not the truth. So tonight, we're going to examine the last of those beliefs, certainly not the least of the big four energy blocks, the gremlin. And it is probably the most difficult of the blocks to overcome. Um, would you agree with me on that, Tracy? And, and if you do, why do you think it is so hard for folks to overcome the gremlin energy? I totally agree with you on that, Brenda. Um, I think in my opinion, it's because it's so highly personal and it has a high emotional charge to it and it can mask itself in so many different ways. It's really hard sometimes to decipher, is it your friend, is it, you know, your protector, mm. or is it really holding you back? You know, and it's that those little messages, you know, that, you know, don't even try. Um, you'll eventually fail anyway. Never take a risk. Always play it safe. You know, mm -hmm. don't, don't speak up. They'll judge you. And regardless, regardless of the evidence to the contrary, it can convince you that you're just not enough. Right? Yeah. And let's right. think about this. Like, I mean, you coach as well. Take perfectionism, for example. I believe in setting your standards extremely, you know, high, but when everything in your life has to be perfect, then that's a completely another ball game. The anxiety, mm. the 
express, mm-hmm. right? The messages. Right. It has to be perfect or I will consider myself a failure. It has to be perfect or I'll be harshly judged. It has to be perfect for the fear of disappointment. So, again, it's, on the outside it looks you know, pretty good, but meanwhile you can imagine what effects it can leave on a person by having that ruminating thoughts going on in the background, the anxiety, the stress. So, I mean, that's just one example how it can show up. Yeah. I've I've to a lot of uh, clients who actually will ask the question of, how do I know this is really the gremlin? How do I not know that it's just really what I want or or it's my opinion? So, you know, there's this opportunity for me to apply to a new job and, and I'm not going to do it. And how do I know that it's because I don't want to do it? How do How do I know that the gremlin is the thing that's holding me back? And uh, it's an interesting thing because the gremlin, I think, like you said, it can just be so elusive from time to time um, and that we don't even know that we're listening and listening to it. And it's on a very unconscious level that it can influence our actions. Absolutely. And you're right. Because some of those beliefs are so ingrained in us or, Mm -hmm. you know, someone else's beliefs are ingrained in us, um, sometimes it's really hard to decipher. You're you're totally right. Is this um, something that I want or is this something someone else wants? And I feel guilty if I don't do it because someone else is putting that pressure on me. I mean, and again, I think when you strip it down – that's how you know if it's a true gremlin. Is it fear, right? Or is it love? Yeah. Is it yeah. passion? Is it it feels good? I, it's the fear base that really helps you know the difference. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. This whole gremlin barrier, it just it lives in each of, in each of us, and it's really the reason that we don't try new things or take new risks. Want to play it safe, um, you know, and I've heard this said a lot, especially in recent uh, inspirational speakers and stuff about, about playing small. And it really is the gremlin that gets us to play small. And it's that message that keeps us from living a life that we truly want and desire. And honestly, that we all have the potential to have, Um the thing about these crazy gremlins is that when we were young, you know, they were actually there to protect us and to uh, get us through perhaps difficult times or times when we didn't understand what was actually, actually happening. Um, but then that quickly, as we turn into young adults and, and mature into adults, um, you know, the gremlin says things like, you know, I'm not effective or who are you kidding? You can't do that. I'm not smart enough, as you said before, um, to do the job that I want to apply for or I don't deserve this great success. And, uh, you know, they're going to find out I'm a phony. And that, that's one that I hear often from my clients. So I don't know if you, if you think I've missed any other, other of those statements that, that resonate tonight, but uh, the gremlin has a lot of messages. They have it. It does. It has um, a lot of of messages, Brenda. You're totally right. And again, it can show up in so many ways. And you know what? See, it, with your experience, you ex, um, find the same thing. For me, is when you experience harsh criticism, 
criticism, when you experience harsh judgment, that is the natural thing is that you don't want to experience it again. And I think that's where this gremlin really comes alive. I mean, think about if you ever did um, public speaking. Actually, I can think of that myself. If I was up in front of an audience, I first started public speaking, and I thought my heart was going to come right thumping out of my chest, that boom, 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 and, you know, couldn't swallow and I sat back down when I was finished, and it was there's a little voice saying, "Well, we're never doing that again," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and right. And yeah. I love when uh, Ruth Bear says, "Know who's driving the bus," and I I agree with mm-hmm. that. And what it means basically is that you know you really need to know, get really clear on what are your goals. Why do you do what you do? You know, what do you want in life? Because if you're not taking charge of that, if you're not putting your higher self in that driver's seat, well, then, you know what, like the gremlin can take over. And you're right, keep you playing small. So mm-hmm. know what you truly want. Get in the driver's seat. Yes, the gremlin may be a passenger, may create some self-doubt, but it will help you push through. Like with me, the biggest thing was like, okay, yeah, got it. Understand why you felt uncomfortable. And we're going to continue to feel uncomfortable. And we're going to continue to learn the skills. And you are going to probably be, you know, feel criticized because obviously when you're not a good public speaker you know you get the eye rolls and oh my god will this girl finish but but it's knowing who what your true goal is you know who's driving the bus yeah who's driving the bus is right so listeners do you hear anything in the statements that tracy and i have mentioned tonight any of those statements resonate with you as your own inner critic messages and for just a moment, if you would, what are you holding back? Because your gremlin has convinced you to play small. You know, we've all just started the the new year. And I imagine like myself and you, Tracy, many of the listeners have started to make their plans or set goals for 2017. And I'm curious what you think as we try to realize some of those goals, like perhaps starting a new business, liking to, um, to maybe perhaps applying for a new job, or maybe it's we're going to start or stop something that we've been doing. And then, of course, the all-so-familiar fitness goals. Um, I'm wondering, Tracy, what do you think is the best way for us to deal with these gremlin issues when they come up as we're trying to realize our goals for 2017? Mm, great question. Uh, first thing I would say, it would just come back directly to self-awareness, you know. And again, just really understand what it's there presenting itself for in the first place. What is the fear? And, you know, where does it come from? It's, if it's there to protect you, what is it protecting you from? Um, getting clear on what your goal is and why do you truly want it, right? Is it something you truly want or do you think you should do, right? Because that's a difference. I mean, even notice the language. Should and must have a different um, feel to it. And again, Mm -hmm. is it because it's guilt or is it something because, no, I truly want this? So getting clear on um, what you want, 
very, very self-aware of what are the little messages. Bring it to the light. What are you fearing? And again, really understand why do you do what you do? Why do you want something? Mm-hmm. Yes. So for those of you listening or that you might have a question, remember you can call in at 646-716-9397 and just press 1 to get in the queue or send your questions to Brenda Baird Coaching. You know, Tracy, I find that clients often um, discover once they enter into a coaching relationship um, that there really is a lot of internal work to be done when overcoming the barriers of gremlin um, or maybe just their limiting beliefs, their fears, insecurities, or or their self-doubt. it does take an enormous amount of inner work. And regardless of any evidence to the contrary, that gremlin's annoying little voice continues to whisper, even sometimes throughout that process, that, nope, this ain't going to happen. And those messages just seem to, to bubble up in so, so many forms, as we've talked about. Um, but as you stated earlier so eloquently is the gremlin message really always comes down to one simple sort of vicious block, and that is the belief that we are just not good enough. And it's such a sad thing that, that this is where the gremlin, who perhaps is created out of a place of protection when we are really young, that it ends up being such a detriment to us. Um, as we get older. But being aware of the gremlin, I think, is that first step towards sort of lessening the power of the gremlin. And I remember when we were in Miami taking our training and um, Jen asked us, Jen, our trainer, asked us to uh, create a gremlin. Do you remember this activity where we had to create a gremlin that looked like a puppet or a doll or, or something that would just represent this mini monster that was uh, inside of us. And this exercise was so powerful for me because it, it took that gremlin and it helped me to move it outside of my mind. And it let me put some light on it and look at it more objectively. So do you remember that activity? And Absolutely. And it was... Um... <laughs> I love because it was a physical representation, and I get my clients to do that activity as well so that you can visualize it and have a really good uh, 360 look at it. Uh, My gremlin, it's funny how I even became aware of it. I mean, we have all these different little messages, of course. The strong one for me, and I remember how I came to it because, again, I learned about gremlin or inner critic messages before, but it really struck me hard. I was, um, one day I was writing a paper, and all of a sudden it came over me, that heavy feeling, and um, which I hadn't felt for a while, and I literally just, you know, got out of the chair, and there it was, that, vo- that voice, that message that you're not smart enough, you're going to fail. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. That was my message. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard you since school and university. And again, that's why I said that it can be so um, tricky to identify because Mm -hmm. that message, you're going to fail, you're not smart enough. It was actually something that helped me, it pushed me through. I mean, I was a straight A student. So it, as I said, helped me, but at what cost? right? It was more of, you know, I'm sure the cortisol and adrenaline were really great, you know, that (laughs) 
pressure I put on myself. And so it's recognizing that where did it come from? I mean, that's where I got a lot of significance was through being smart. And so the difference now, Brenda, I would say, again, because of doing the inner work and stuff, actually a friend asked me before and said um, recently and said, you know, why are you so thirsty? Because I was saying I have a thirst for knowledge. I said, if you asked me that years ago, if I was in university or in school, it would be totally because I thought I wasn't smart enough or I put the fear in me that I was going to fail. But if you ask me that now, really the difference is I feel so much lighter and it feels like a magnetic pull to learn. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And again, it's pulling me instead of pushing me through. And it feels so much differently in the body. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. The feeling different in the body. That is so real. You know, thinking back to that activity, um, my gremlin was a jack in a box, you know, that old uh, children's toy that has the crank on the side. And it plays music, and then the the jack-in-the-box pops up. As I was trying to think about this gremlin, and you talk about the physicalness of it all, um, once I was able to identify my gremlin, and I have a worthy, uh, I'm not worthy of being loved, that really tends to be my underlying message, Um, once I could really view the gremlin as something outside of who I was, once I could recognize that it wasn't a defect in me or a part of sort of my DNA, but this thing that I could really take and set over on the side and say, I recognize you, you are my gremlin, and I recognize that you travel with me sometimes, (laughs) Um, but you really aren't aren't me. And so, you know, I picked the the jack-in-the-box because it just represented that, you know, my life has been a good life and I've been a lucky person and the plane of the music, you know, is sort of carefree and childlike and everything is going really great. And then boom, all of a sudden that gremlin just would pop up for me, (laughs) simply rob me of my happiness. It just would, whatever good had happened to me, I could then find reasons why it probably shouldn't have. And So the gremlin exercise was very powerful for me, and I so appreciated the guided work that came from those IPEC coaches that sort of walked us through that. And uh, for those of you listening who maybe are thinking, oh, my gosh, I have a gremlin, and I hear the voice inside my head, I'm my my own worst critic, Um, you know, it really is helpful to secure a coach who can help you through some guided activities like the gremlin exercise to sort of pull it outside of yourself and know that you are perfect just the way you are. And the gremlin is not who you are. And it's something that you have the choice in managing. So, yeah, absolutely. And I love, that was a beautiful representation, Brenda. I loved how you said things are going along and then there it pops in and that's pretty much what it's like it is when you become more aware of it right you're like okay where did that come from and why are you showing up now so that's a an excellent um representation you picked yeah because i tell you what i used to say to myself is what's wrong with you 
what's wrong with you? Why don't you feel grateful? What's wrong with you? Why don't you feel happy? What's wrong with you? You have all these great things. What's wrong with you? And then I realized there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not the thing called a gremlin. And I now know what it is. I've shined some light on it. I know why the messages happen. I know that it was there to protect me in a very vulnerable time. And now I can actually embrace it and show it compassion when it pops up that I understand what you thought your job was, <laughs> but uh, right. I got it. From, I'm old enough now I can handle it and I got it from here on out. And, and I still though have to check myself. Um, I had to check myself just last week, you know, it just, boy, it just creeps up on you sometimes. Um, and you don't even it does. know why. Mm-hmm. It does. You're right. Yeah. I mean, especially when um, getting into the coaching and I'm sharing more stories, the little gremlin can come to me and say, okay, we're feeling very vulnerable right now, right? Because, again, yeah. I think it comes back to your past, what you experience, and, and this is the easiest way I can describe it. If there is, you and I, let's pretend we're walking down the street and a German shepherd walks towards us. Let's say you grew up with German shepherds. You love them, and I have happen to get bit by one, right? Mm. We're both observing the same thing. So the reality is there's a German shepherd walking towards us. But how we perceive that moment depends on our experiences, right? My reaction is probably not going to be as favorable as yours. So, again, when we have felt that harsh critical judgment somewhere in our life, right? Let's face it, life isn't, um, you know, unicorns and rainbows in every situation we all experience challenges our harsh judgment and especially if we felt the pain of that we do things to make us um you know could be avoidance it could be um critical judgment of others so that we don't feel judged or We're going to control Mm -hmm. others so that we feel we're in control. So, again, it comes back to our past of how we've actually um, learned to deal with those situations. And I love how you said that. Because that served us when we were a kid, we're now an adult. We don't have to do the same things that we did back then. And it's learning. And that's the beauty of coaching is you're right that because you don't see the forest for the trees, you don't see a lot of your self-sabotaging ways the beauty of the coaching process it really brings it to the light and it again it can really help you discover such a deeper part of yourself and it's it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful it thing really yeah it's an easier way of going about living yes um, i mean that's the only way i can explain it the you know i always carry most of my stress in my shoulders and um you know, the muscles in my neck are not tight anymore. They used to be just as hard as a rock. And that's mm-hmm. how physically I know that I've got tamed my gremlin to some degree that, that physically now I feel so much better. Um, yes. and, and it's so true. So let's take a, a quick minute here and let's check the inbox here real quick and see if we have any emails. And it looks like we have one from uh, Jeff in New Mexico. I'm sure it's beautiful in New Mexico right now. Um, Jeff says, I get easily hurt and often feel attacked. This stops me from dating, and I I want to know how to get unstuck. 
All right. So thanks so much, Jeff, for writing. Yeah, it's a good one. I can hear. And I love that that one in particular because um, there was an instance. Do you mind I share a story? No, go right ahead. No, go right ahead. I love this example because um, actually with – I went to um, Orlando and I took my NLP training, and there was a gentleman on um, that was brave enough to go on the stage um, with uh, Richard Bandler. And uh, Richard Bandler, he's like, okay, so what's you know what's the problem? He goes, oh, my friend um, has a problem talking to girls, and he's like, you know, he kind of chuckled. He's like, okay, so it's you, right? <laughs> and he, you know. <laughs> Basically, um, you know, he's like, well, why do you have a problem with girls? He goes, well, it's, it's when it boils down, you know, remove the layers, it was fear of rejection. And, you know, Richard Bandler quickly shifted his perception. He goes, you should be happy if they reject you right from the beginning, he said, because then you're not wasting two or three months, he said, getting to know someone and knowing they're not for you. You have to move through to really find the person you're looking for. You have to, you know, go through the no's to get the yeses. So, again, it's changing that perception. And a lot of times we build the wall to what we want the most. Do you find that, Brenda? Like we build the yeah. wall against what we against what we crave the most. For him, he wanted a relationship, right, and love and acceptance. And because he, of course, there is that chance you're going to be rejected, and you are going to probably hear no. But if that's going to stop you, you're building the wall. Tear down the wall so that you can push through and find that girl, right, or that love yeah. in your life. Yeah. Well, I certainly appreciate Jeff writing in. You can hear in his message, it's it's very short and concise. You can hear through the words that, you know, he's afraid to date. And it sounds like he really does want want to change that. Um, we don't know enough about you, Jeff, to really uh, give you a full coaching experience. But I think I can give you things to noodle over. Um, first, this is my take, Tracy, is I think what he's describing here is a bit of vulnerability, as you've described, break down the wall of, of being vulnerable. And and I say that because vulnerability is really that state of being open to injury and or at least appearing that you're open to injury. So letting your guard down, that's another way of putting it, like you say, or tear the wall down. Um, so it can be quite confusing for people who think that opening themselves up to injury is something that's going to be okay when they actually fear that injury, you know? So sometimes sound like this. So I'm focusing on my career right now, or my last relationship was with this controlling or jealous uh, person, and I'm never going to do that again. Or the last time I went on a date, things were going so well, and I felt a connection And then I felt something, then I learned something, you know, about that person that I really didn't like or I couldn't tolerate. So these are the questions, Jeff, that Tracy and I would like to leave you with as you move through what we've just talked about, taking the wall down, taking your guard down, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Here's a few questions. Write these down. If you could wave a magic wand and change any one thing, about the situation you wrote about, what would that thing be? If you could take a magic wand and just change any one thing about the situation, what would it be? 
And once you come up with the answer to that, the next question is, what led you to choose that thing? And so these two questions, I think, actually fall right in line with what you said, Tracy, before. What is it that you truly want? What do you hope to gain? And so the next question that I have is, what specifically do you want to accomplish in the dating world? What do you specifically want to accomplish in the dating world? And what will be different as a result of you working on this? Meaning what will be different for you if you were to be vulnerable, go out on a date, and actually find someone who you want to spend some time with? And then the last question for you, Jeff, is where else in your life have you felt this way? And how did you overcome that? Sometimes, you know, we do have experiences in our life and we can just transfer the skills we've learned in those situations to some of these situations where we feel so stuck. So examine those things. And if you have more questions, Jeff, just drop me another email. I hope this helps you and good luck. Tracy, is there anything else that you would add to that? And again, Brenda, I want to thank Jeff, too, for reaching out. That that was a great question. Um, I would probably add, you know, what are you, what are you really fearing? What are you really fearing in this moment, um, you know, when you go up to talk to the girl? Um, yeah. I would like to know that underlying true gremlin message, how it's showing up for you. Um, and also, you know, I'd get into NLP with, you know, the pictures he creates in his head, um, that kind of thing. But... Let's start with what are you fearing? What's the worst case scenario? All right. It looks like we also have a caller, Tracy. So let's Great. See. I'm going to um, open the microphone for caller 5562. Your mic is live and welcome to the call. Oh, they hung up. I don't know why people call in and then all of a sudden they change their mind. They don't want to talk. So if you change your mind and you want to call in or you have a question, maybe something just happened um, with technology, the number to call is 646-716-9397. Press one to get in the queue and we will get to your call just as soon as we can. So Tracy, I know that you've created um, several workshops on the topic. Oh, there the caller is back. So let's see if we can't take okay, him again perfect. before we get on to that. All righty. All right, caller. 5562 is the last four of your phone number, and your mic is live. Tell us where you're calling from and what's your name. Hi, Brenda. Hi. Can you hear me? I hear you. How are you? This is Annabelle. Oh, hi, oh, Annabelle. Wow. <laughs> How are you, Tracy? Awesome. <laughs> How are you? I haven't talked to you since forever. I know. Oh. I just wanted to call. I just wanted to let you know that I'm listening and that it's oh. really interesting. I also I also read that book, and it was amazing. And yeah. I wanted to say hi. <laughs> oh, oh I'm so thank glad you, you for calling, in. Annabelle. It's so nice to hear your voice. Thank we you. were talking. We were talking about Miami, and uh, I have so many fond memories of all of our time together. And I remember your little gremlin was a little doll. Um, 
Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. I am I am having problems listening to you. <laughs> Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I'm calling from Mexico, just... so I'm not I'm not having a good connection. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I was just saying that I remember um, your gremlin in particular was a little doll, and um, and I just wondered if you know, there was anything about that you wanted to share. Yeah. Okay. I I wanted to share with you that today I had a workshop uh, about the, about dieting and food and everything, and my gremlin just popped out. In an instant, and I was remembering just when I was beginning the the, the, the the talk and everything with all these women who were really, I mean, that my gremlin was saying they are getting bored, you know, and they, they, they don't oh. understand and they don't want to be here. They just want to speak about, about food and I'm talking yeah. about energy, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, That's a perfect gremlin, example, Annabelle. That's yeah, a yeah. and my grandma was just jumping in, and I just remember the book, uh, the the well, all the exercise we did in ISA camp, the book, and I just remember the 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 steps I took. That was, as you said, Brenda, simply noticing the gremlin was there, yeah. and mm-hmm. breathing, and experiencing what I what experiencing what I was feeling, like the fear. Like the, I'm not gonna make it. I'm not good enough. I'm not interesting enough. Um, I don't have the right material. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I started to breathe and remember that that I am where where I end and where all else begins. Yes. I end here, and then everything else is just my story in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Relax. I started to relax and and getting um how do you say um dropping the attachment of my act. I mean dropping what I was feeling about being judged, you know. Yes. And yeah. I mean I remember that that centering and being in the here and now, it's a top priority, um and it is that that is an inside job that helped me a lot in that moment to breathe. And to remember that I was there for a reason, and that everything was outside of me, and that I was, and that I needed to 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 connect with myself, with my inner critic, and just let it go. And yeah. it worked out perfectly. I had a great time, and and I'm so yeah. glad that I had the tools to make it. <laughs> and yes. I, wanted, I just wanted to share with you that. Oh, I'm so happy I'm so glad that you did. So that's like just and something I, that just happened today and uh, such a real-life example of, of the Gremlin message and, and beautiful exercises for folks to, to use if they should feel. Uh, Tracy, you were going to say something. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, and I loved, Annabelle, how you said, be here and now. And that is such a crucial um, piece of the puzzle, right? Because usually we have our one foot in the past or one foot in the future. It's coming back. And as you said, coming back to the breath, coming back to the present moment, it just gets you much more centered and connected into your your higher self for sure. Yeah, that was what yeah. that really helped me. And um, also, also I took a, a course, I don't remember where, that was about self-compassion. And mm-hmm. I found myself doing one of the exercises I wasn't even noticing because 
they taught, taught, us, taught us how to relax when you are in those mm-hmm. kinds of situations. For example, like rocking forward and backward, you know, or like mm-hmm. putting your, your, your hands around your arms and just like patting yourself, you know, like you're doing great. And I found mm-hmm. myself, like I didn't even notice that I was doing that. They, they didn't notice. I mean, I, and I didn't yeah. notice. But, but when I thought about it later, I was like, okay, I was calming myself. I was like nurturing myself and having mm-hmm. compassion for myself and helping me go through that moment of my gremlin, like trying me to, to quit, to make me quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Beautiful. Absolutely. And it's so beautiful yeah. that you would then be able to relax. You could physically feel yourself you know, sort of relax and let go. And then you were able to go on and enjoy the rest of your workshop. Um, and that's really, yeah. you know, the whole point of all the inner work for us is, is once you can actually shed some light on the gremlin and pull it out and look at it objectively, um, we live these lives that are less filled with struggle and we can enjoy the being present in these moments that are so special. So... Thank you so much for calling in. We're so glad that you did. Thank, Thank you, me. Annabelle. It's so nice hearing Thank from you. Thank you, Tracy. Bye. Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope I'll talk to you later, guys. Yeah. Okay, Thanks great. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have fun. Hey, Tracy. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Hey, Tracy, I know that you have also um, created some workshops on the topic of gremlin energy and energy leadership. So can you tell the the listeners a little bit about what your participants experience at your events? Yeah, sure. Um, My colleague, uh, Anne Papiotti, and I have actually created a few different types of workshops, uh, which this topic is part of the agenda. Um, For example, uh, one of the most recent ones that we did, it's called The Gift of Shift. And so what we do is we do bring awareness to this gremlin energy, you know, as it's one of the the big blocks from shifting your energy from the low-draining energy, which where these gremlin messages really seem to reside. Um, And it helps you um, bring awareness to how to shift into the higher resonating energy. And what I mean by energy, Brenda, which I know you know, but just in case anybody, um, just so we're all on the same page, when I say energy, I'm referring to your thoughts, your feelings, your frequency, your vibration. And so when people can recognize and take ownership of their energy, then, then they can realize that they have true power. So I would say that people, um, by coming to the workshops, they really learn self-empowerment. You know, they feel self-empowered afterwards because they can have a choice on how they show up, how they bring their energy on a, on a day-to-day, becoming aware of the thoughts that, you know, that catabolic, that draining, destructive energy, you know, compared to the constructive, growth-oriented energy. And, of course, we go into um, some different businesses as well. And as you said, we do uh, energy leadership. Uh, That's something we specialize in. And, again, it it is touching on the basis of the gremlin uh, as well because it it, it does show up in business in Mm. so many different areas, right? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're actually, we're excited now. We're creating a new uh, workshop called Blockbusters, 
and that takes uh, the understanding to a, a even deeper level. So, yeah, stay tuned wow. on that one. <laughs> yeah. So if any one of our listeners uh, wanted to attend one of your workshops, um, I know that you live in Canada. Um, are your workshops primarily in the Canada area, or are you doing them in other places? Uh, we've been mostly doing them in Canada, but you know what? We are totally open, especially somewhere warm. <laughs> to go anywhere, huh? All right. To go anywhere, absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. So if someone wanted to get more information about attending your workshop, Tracy, where would you like them to go um, get that information? You know what? They can go to my website, uh, okay. com, and it's T-R-A-C-E-Y. Um, Mac, M-A-C, um, coaching.com. Uh, you can access me through there, or you can always email me at tracymaccoaching at gmail.com. So either way, uh, I could give you information through either Great. sources. Fantastic. So we talked a little bit about where the, the gremlin comes from, but I, I'd like us to dig into that a little bit deeper, because I think sometimes folks wonder, um, where it is that this gremlin actually came from and, and what are its origins. So, Tracy, what are your thoughts on the origin of the gremlin? Um, I would definitely say it comes from the past, right? It, yeah. It's from past experiences. Um, children, um, when we experience different things, um, we, we take those messages with us. You know, for example, it could have been a, a critical parent or a caregiver um, maybe saying something simple as, uh, why aren't you smart like your sister, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, the sister could be great at math and you were meant to do music. Uh, I love the quote by Albert Einstein that says, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Mm. And I find that really, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this, Brenda, so many people compare themselves to other people. If you're meant to be the fish, be the fish. Don't be comparing yourself to the bear. But again, coming back to the gremlin, if you've been compared to the bear all your life, then you will continually, you know, adapt to that and and continue to beat yourself up. And that's just one example. Yeah. I can't remember if I I heard the story uh, in training or at someone else's public uh, speaking, but uh, someone mentioned once that the the story of this woman who had come to them for coaching services and she had lived most of her life not trying to do um, recreational things that she wanted to do, like skiing, snow skiing, just different adventurous things like that. And the reason she didn't was because she said she's clumsy. And then as the coaching um, process deepened into the gremlin that said, I'm clumsy, therefore I can't do recreational activities. This is a Reader's Digest message, but what came to light in that was when she was a young girl, she had been at a family picnic and um, an aunt who was very important to her in her life and an aunt that loved her very much. She tripped and fell, the girl, the young girl, and um, the aunt said, oh, my gosh, you're so clumsy. 
And two more times that day, the aunt said, oh, there's my clumsy niece. Message stuck with this young woman, and she carried it with her the entire time through all of her teenage years and her young adult years that she was clumsy, when in fact, Mm -hmm. was it? She had just fallen that one time at a family picnic, and someone she loved so and loved her said, you're clumsy. And so the gremlin could just get created so quickly when we're young because we don't have the tools and the maturity to connect the dots on the things that happen to us. And that story has always had a very profound, um, you know, really makes me reflect about myself in the places where I, you know, say I can't do things because, and I really believe them, where did that message actually come from? And, and you're right, it is about, it, yeah, finding out when you what you believe, you know, what is that gremlin message telling you? As you said, when it comes back to the past, I mean, I remember when I was younger, um, I shared with one of my relatives that I wanted to be a TV news broadcaster. And this was her response. She said, hmm, she said, you know, you really don't have the face for TV. You really should consider radio. So, and here you are right? tonight. <laughs> and here I am on the radio tonight. But you know, <laughs> that's kind of funny. But I do. I actually do show my face. <laughs> but well, um, listen, obviously, we, a, we both actually do. have. We actually have another caller on the line. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to bring that person on if you don't mind. Perfect. All right. The last four digits of your phone number are 5026, and your microphone is live. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello, Brenda and Tracy. This is Ann Papayotti calling from Montreal. Ann, hi, Ann. Hi. Yay. And this is beautiful Ann that uh, we, we partner up in business. Yeah, awesome. And I'm sorry, I was glad that you could be could be with us tonight. Anne was supposed to be a part of our discussion group tonight, but she had another commitment. And Tracy um, says maybe a little bit under the weather too, and that it's really kind of yucky weather up there in Canada. So how lucky we are that you uh, were able to call in. Thanks for doing that. Oh, thank you, Brenda. It's my pleasure. And yes, I apologize for my voice in advance. It is. It is not up to par, but I just had to take a moment and call in and um, and say hi to Annabelle as well. <laughs> and, uh, yes. And as yes. we have a little today, reunion. <laughs> yeah, a little new reunion. And as far as doing workshops outside of Canada, since I am from Alabama originally, even though I'm living way up here, and, yes, we're having a nice storm today. <laughs> it's not nice. And I do not know how to drive in this. But anyway, I will be dragging Tracy south with me at some point. I have no doubt about that. So we will take around. That's really great. Yeah. So Tracy shared with us um, her website and that uh, information about your workshops can be found there. Do you have a a website that you could share with us? Um, I do as well. uh It's it's www.skyviewcoaching.com. Right. And they're also welcome to email us, and um, mine's just Anne, no E, at skyviewcoaching.com. And then 
Tracy, you want to share yours? Uh, actually, I already did, but I'll do it again. Oh, it's uh, Tracy, T R A C E Y. MacCoaching at gmail.com and it's www.tracymaccoaching.com. Yeah. I am so happy you could pop on the call tonight, Anne. Can you stay for a few more minutes? I've, yeah. I've got a moment. I've, and I just, I really wanted to just say I, I love everything you both have said about Gremlin Energy, and it's so true. And I see it in all of my clients, regardless of what topic they initially enter coaching for, we always get down to the gremlin. It's mm. going to be there. Um, and ultimately, as you pare down the message, I, in my experience, it always is exactly what you girls were saying, that it is I'm not enough on some level. It's just mm. I'm not enough. But it takes a while to get there. And like you, Brenda, I had a huge um, sort of – awakening with our gremlin project during our certification process and i thought i had you know i'm one of the older ones here so (laughs) i thought i had tamed my gremlin per the title of the book um but i learned that day i actually had not um that it was a little deeper and there was another message behind the message that i was um mindfully working with and that that's what had kept popping up, and I hadn't recognized it yet, so I hadn't brought it out in the light, as you say, and dealt with it until that day. So I I understand the power of, um, as Tracy said, the coaching process for this, because even though we were in a group setting, the questions were being asked, and we were doing the inner reflection that revealed this. And what I find fascinating about the whole thing is that ultimately it's all about the power of the mind, um, Mm. as you were sharing, Brenda, that we created our gremlins from some experience, usually in childhood, but that means we can also tame it also with the same power of our mind. But we've got to first recognize it, claim it, take ownership of it, and then um, determine how to change it. And that's one thing coaching is really good for, I think, is that determining the how-to. And like your writer that wrote in, I think that's one of the struggles. He seems to to know the, the surface, and I'm sure there could be some deeper work done to pare down his message, but it's that how-to. And so great questions you asked him to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're totally right, and it's when you're coaching someone, I I mean, we've we've all had some great clients, some amazing people, business owners, doctors, other coaches, and it's not I don't go into the um coaching thinking I wonder if this person has a gremlin. It's more of I wonder how it shows up for them, right? Mm-hmm. How is it hiding? How is it disguised? Because, again, it's so intertwined, a lot of times people don't even realize it's there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's very yeah. true. Well, we're at the top of the hour, and I think we could probably be here for a whole other hour. If you can believe this, we've been talking for Gremlin Energy <laughs> for the last 50 <laughs> minutes. So time goes wow. by so fast. I I, uh, I want to thank everyone for the great questions tonight. Um, and the participation from my colleagues uh, from my IPEC training, Anne and Annabelle, and of course, Tracy. Um, tune in, listeners, to the next episode of Being a Leader on February 14th, Valentine's Day. 
My guest will be Valerie Green, who specializes in female relationships and the workplace. Um, It's a very specific uh, coaching niche that relates to how women interact with both men and women in the workplace and how that can sometimes help your career or hinder your career. So it should be a very fascinating Valentine's Day as we talk about, about that. Um, it'll be right here on the Life Coach Radio Network, February 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, Tracy, Anne, it's just always a pleasure to be with you. I hope that you both can come back soon, perhaps be a regular uh, contributor to being a leader. That would be just great. <laughs> I don't oh, know, Tracy, great. if you have... Yes, if you have any um, final comments, Tracy, or anything else that you wanted to add tonight. You know what, I just want you to um, thank you, Brenda, um, for, again, the great work that you do putting out these radio shows so that, again, people have the information and you are raising awareness. And it's about doing that, it's raising the consciousness of the world. So I just want to thank you for that as well. And again, for um, inviting us to be your guest. I appreciate that. Oh, yes, I hope that you'll, you'll come back soon. I, I, you, you can get uh, more information about me and my coaching practice at brindabairdcoaching.com. So I think that's it. Um, thank you again, ladies, for being a part of the show. That's a wrap, Tommy. And until next time, be safe and have fun. Bye-bye, everybody.